What do you got an itch? I'd love to scratch it. Rush, rush. How did he do such fantastic stunts with such little feet? If you got an itch, now we're at scratch. Rush, rush. 16B. Oh, take off, you hoser. Rush Rash. Rush Rash, a weekly listen through the Rush catalog of studio tracks, one cut at a time, with your co-hosts, Chaz and Chats. Go on, say it, Rush Rash with Chaz and Chats, Rush Rash with Chaz and Chats. Hot damn, A. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Chats! Oh my god. Man, I just just came in the front door and sitting in the fucking walk-in clinic. You're not gonna believe this. Looking a little uh, you know, um, so as as we have spoken many times and, and it is a regular feature on our show, we've got a a what I call a Loki version of this guy, Corey Morissette floating around and you know for our listeners that are on the deep dive network he is a household name the Corey morissette podcast universe this guy is the overlord there are freaking marvel characters that he's the equivalent to that are beyond like what i know in terms of that marvel universe like there was the who's the blue guy in the last movie Rush with Rush. the glove Rush, Rush. with with that he you know he could snap a finger like stink fist and just blow up the whole everybody kill everybody my kids vaporize. would know i I have no idea. Well, okay, so that guy, Thanos, I think it's Thanos, right? I thought that was the strongest guy in the Marvel Universe. But then we found out, right, that there was actually some other dude behind that, and there's this multiverse thing. And so anyway, that's like this Corey Morissette character who's out there in the walk-in clinic of all places. Like, you know, we just came off of having this emergency case of rush rush in here with Steve, right? So we had... Right. Uh, you know, we, we had we had uh, Steve Brown here at, from Moving Pictures Scotland, and that was, he was full-blown full rush-rash dermatitis, right? It was in the cracks and crevices. It was everywhere. God, oh, was that containment unit was stank. Right, and, and, and still, I don't even know if we've cleaned it yet, so it was glad to see at least with somebody walking in. They're in the walk-in clinic, but this is somebody, this, this Corey Morissette, he's got this, you know, I've listened to his podcasts on the network. It started with, and the podcast will rock for me, and then it came, went on to the catalog clash, and then he's got these backtracks, and I've listened to those too, where he listens to these, you know, backtracks, these old tracks, and, and he ties them to movies and other things and pop culture, and he's into Aerosmith. He's got like, to like 15, 18, different friggin' podcasts out there right but he knows oh all this about music but he doesn't know anything about rush and he's he's out there in the walk-in clinic gonna be on the show tonight but he doesn't what? really have a very deep knowledge of rush i'm kind of he's like, a rush newbie kind of but he's well, like okay. a, a podcast veteran and somebody oh, a, who we have podcast... everything from so yeah podcast you know, guru Right, so I guess let, let's just open the door and 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 allow him in. No, no sirens or yeah. anything. But Corey Morris. Wait, let me let me get my mask on. Whoa, well, all right. Well, if you think you need it, but Corey, come on in. Doors open. Welcome. Well, thanks. This is really kind of a, a weird way you, you bring your guests in. I, I I thought the uh, the rectal exam was a little much uh, well, for no, uh, rush rash, gotta, but you heard that. We got to check for the the rash everywhere. I well, hey, I'm not. I'm not mad at it. Room. I just. I was a little taken aback, but you know, I'm. I'm cool with it. I'm Canadian. You know, 
well, look, you know, people, some people walk in for that and pay for that treatment, and that's all they want. So, I mean, right. you know, we got a little side <laughs> hustle going just with that. Those are people we don't really know. That's an independent contract type of thing, okay? We're just at a distance. So, anyway, very nice to have you here. Hey, Mr. thanks for yeah, having Welcome. Oh, Thank we, you very we much. Have a lot of fun playing with you over on Add the Podcast Will Rock. And, um, and, and like I said, kind of enumerating all the various podcasts you're on, dude. Oh my God, you're, you're so fucking busy. How do you got time to even be here? And which fucking version of Corey do I got here today? If you was Loki, which one are you? Are you the OG? Do I got the OG or I got some other version? And are you going to sprout tits or something here in a minute and be something? Hey, what, 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 which Loki, Corey, do I have? You wish I sprout tits. No, no that, that, that's not happening today. Probably alligator Loki, but um, uh, you, you you asked how I have uh, time for all these podcasts. I don't yeah. like my family. That's the Ooh. only way you can do it. You have to have a general hatred for your wife and children. That you never ever want to see them. No, I'm kidding, of course. General Flamiel disdain. Fredo, how could you? It was uncool. No, my, my, my kids are out <laughs> having fun playing soccer and stuff, so I find myself with a couple hours to myself in the evening, so I hop on a mic with uh, music-minded folks like yourselves, and we talk about whatever. You know what? And 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 thank you for articulating it so simply because that for me became what the podcast world is. It was your model, just getting on on a video call with your friends, talking about music for about an hour, try and control it, maybe hour and a half, and then call it good, right? Don't even edit it too much. Just put some music on the front, put it on the end, have a exactly. game, throw it out. And yeah. we love it. We have really fallen into it with Rush, right? And so we want to thank you, first of all, in all sincerity for you know, providing the model that I know you've stolen from many other people and you're so gracious would give it away all the fucking credit. Uh, but you should be taking some here in terms of setting standards for how people are doing podcasts these days because so many seem to be modeled on something you've kind of uh, maybe perfected. Uh, someone else's formula that maybe you tweaked a little bit. Maybe a bit, maybe a bit. I, I, I listen to, I do podcasts like I like to listen to podcasts, just interesting people talking about an interesting topic and not overproduced. Uh, you don't have to cut out uh, every single breath or every little pause or anything like that. Um, I, they always say you produce so many shows. How do you do it? It's like, I, I don't edit them hardly at all. It takes me like, I go through and I listen to him again and I'll take out anything stupid Chaz says if he's on that show. <laughs> so that takes a little bit of time. So I really feel for, for Shats here because he's got to be on this call once a week with this fella for a yeah, couple hours well, at a time. Right. Put, up, okay. put up with the raw feed, you know, and God, that that's, that's got to be unbearable. And I don't do the editing. He does. Ah. So I, you know, I can't, I, I'm, I'm at his mercy. So that's why we hardly hear you in the final product. Cause I've listened to a couple episodes and it's very light on chats and very heavy on Chaz. I've noticed. Well, you know, Chaz is the mouthpiece. I mean, he just goes and goes like an energizer <laughs> bunny. You can't shut him up. Well, you're the IKD, right. so at least you got that going for that you. That was uncalled for. Oh, yeah. thank you. Thank you. But I need you to be more than just eye candy around here. <laughs> yeah, nothing going on over here. Don't look. You didn't see that? Yes. So, well, you know, and you can go ask Wolfie Wolf how that editing process works out for him, too, over on the other podcast there regarding Lulu. That kind of started this whole thing before we got into the rush rash, the insanity that was go listen to a piece of shit record. Expect you're going to have guests and be able to pull off the end the podcast will rock format with 10 episodes of a piece of shit record. 11 episodes. Yeah, that was fun, though. It was uh, interesting, to say yes. the least. Yeah. And that's and, why and how many. The Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. How many listeners do you have? We we have three. 
Uh, all my shows combined, we have three. I think Chaz. No, 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 twice. no. Chaz on on uh, Lulu. No, you had the wrong. You had the right question with the right guy there. I don't care. No, Lulu. We got. I don't know. Maybe we have five people listen. I don't know. <laughs> Haven't tuned in in a while. <laughs> well, there yeah. you go. Uh, let's put on a shelf. It's out there. It's in perpetuity. If you ever, what do you say, uh, Corey? If you hate your ears, go listen to that show because it'll help you. You yep. need to. You, you, you need to. If you, if you, you know what, you know, it's about providing a service. You know, people that you know do self harm, just go listen to that show. You know what? That'll be much better. You, 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 you the, make your ears bleed. The the, dis the discussion around the songs is really great. It, it's the songs that always kind of trip me up. Ooh, yeah. It's a lot to listen mm. to. Yeah. It's a lot to bear. We we all bear across here. But you, you do <laughs> songs and you do shows that actually create audience and you have a lot of people you interact with. A lot of people know your voice, Corey. Tell us about all these goddamn shows you got. You got so many fucking shows. I can't articulate them all. I, I don't want to get into yet. The, when you get to the one show where I heard something, maybe, I don't know. I'm hearing, you know, you're on a lot of shows. You don't do a lot of editing. One and done. You're out of there. You may or may not remember certain things you say or didn't say. So when we get to that show, I'll bring that up. But in the meantime, you got so many other things. I don't want to disrupt by being like a fucking squeaky wheel over here. We're going to interview you. You got a lot going on. Want to know about it all because everybody knows we love the Van Halen show. We talk about it all the time. But talk about these other shows you got. There's a lot going on over there on the Deep Dive Network. Thanks to you. What do you got? Well, uh, we got uh, Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. Uh, we're doing kind of the same thing here, but a little different. Uh, there's no wheel on that show. We have a dice. And uh, every week, uh, huh. we put a new song on the dice. We roll the dice. We oh. talk about whatever song comes up. But what we're trying to do on that show. Is because they, they have a, like, some song about Maybe. the dice? The toss of the dice. Uh, is that the Aerosmith? That they got like yeah, the... Yeah. Okay. It, that, that was actually John Mariano, who was my partner on that show before uh, he left the podcasting world. He came up with that. And what we're trying to do on that show is come up with the ultimate Aerosmith mixtape. You guys remember mixtapes? Yeah, You're pretty old. Mixtape. Kind of like me. <laughs> oh, right? I like remember. We're, we're up there. You know, you fit about nine songs on a side. So we're saying if we were going to compile the ultimate Aerosmith mixtape out of their entire catalog, what would make it? So we're going through the entire catalog and we're trying to compile the ultimate Aerosmith mixtape. Side A is all the deep cuts. Side B is all the hit singles. Uh, so each week... Um, we, we roll the dice, uh, we pick a song, we listen to it, we decide if it goes on the tape or not, and if, uh, and then at the end of the show, uh, whoever picked that song that went on the dice that we played that week gets to nominate a new song, and so on and so forth. And we've just done 87 episodes of that one, so wow. we're not even quite halfway done. episodes. Yeah. Holy shit. Now, you do that once a week? We do that once a week. That's me and Scott Haskin, uh, who podcasters might know from the uh, Deep, uh, not well, he's on the Deep Purple podcast quite a bit nowadays, but... Uh, he did uh, Uriah Heap, the Magicians podcast. Yes, sir. And he's going to be in mm. here as well. He has given us some great feedback behind the scenes, and he's been coaching us along. I think he's kind of waiting until like we get to maybe, I don't know, 20, 25 episodes. Wants to be sure before he goes investing his brand over uh, here. Not as adventurous as you, my friend, because this could no, all be over tomorrow. Exactly. I'm episode 10 for you guys. I think I was episode 10 for Kevin Brown on the uh, Queen uh, podcast, Seaside Pod Reviews. So, that, that seems okay. to be about where I slot in. You know, you don't have too many listeners yet, so I can't really ruin your numbers too bad. Uh, it, you want to save it, a guy it. like Scott for when you get more popular. And Kevin That's Brown, it. too, for that matter. That's it. We foiled your plans. We heard about the plan to come in here and subvert us by being here with your presence. But we'll get to that again uh, when we get to it. Anyway, continue, please. I interrupt. 
All right. So that's the Aerosmith show. Uh, the other show is kind of on hiatus right now. Uh, it was Backtracks theme music with John Mariano and what we do. It's is... hiatus. What? It's on. It's on hiatus. Yeah, it, it's hiatal hernia. Yeah. No. It's. Oh, uh, what just... the hell happened there? What the hell did you pack up in there that you had to go extract that you can't uh, be talking at the other end? You know what? Everybody's just busy. John's a busy guy uh, way what? out there in uh, in New Jersey, and I'm a busy guy down here. And New sometimes Jersey. things just kind of fall by the wayside. Yeah. If we ever decide to pick it up again, we will. But. We're just talking about our favorite songs from our favorite movie. So one week I'll be watching a movie uh, like John was watching The Replacements uh, a few weeks back. And he's like, yeah. we have to do I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor from The Replacements. Done. Hop on a mic and, and do a show about Gloria Gaynor, who I knew nothing about. But we're talking about the movies more than we are about the music on that one. Okay, well, you got to do something well, about coming to America. What? Uh, who was it? Uh, was it uh, Rick James? Uh, or no, James Brown coming to America. There you go. I, I think you'd Eddie have to Murphy do a movie. Yeah, you'd have to do sexual chocolate. Uh, covering sexual greatest... chocolate, yeah. baby. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the song you do from Coming to America. Hell yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, but there's that one. And we talked about the Van Halen show uh, and the podcast will rock. Uh, so the only one left is the Ultimate Catalog Clash uh, that I host with uh, Kevin Brown. And what we're doing is each season is going to be a different band. And we're going through their discography. And there's no wheel. There's no song-by-song breakdown. Uh, we're we're going to grade each side of the album and give it a, a final grade uh, based on different criteria. We got 10 points for music, 10 points for lyrics, five points for production. And so at the end of it, when we compile all the scores, we get a, a grade out of a hundred. So, uh, so we're you, gonna go you take, you take one album from each band and, and how do you choose which album? Well, we're going through, no, we, we take, we do each album in their discography. So right now we're doing Phil Collins era Genesis. So we started at ah. the trick of the tail and we're going all the way up to We Can't Dance. And we're reviewing every album in between uh, with these criteria. I kind of stole that format from the Food Network. They do a show called Tournament of Champions where they judge food based on uh, taste and plating and, and what have you, presentation. We're just kind of doing the same thing with music. And at the end of it, we're going to have the ultimate uh, song uh, or the ultimate album uh, from their catalog. I believe right now, uh, as we're recording this, uh, the Genesis self-titled record is currently in the lead. Uh, out of the uh but we still have invisible touch and we can't dance to come and then uh we have a little side bet going me and kevin we're going to try and guess what the final album uh percentage is going to be on their most popular record which is invisible touch and uh, whoever gets closest to that number without going over crisis right style uh gets to pick the band for season two yeah. so uh i gotta tell you what he's pretty good at predicting right. outcomes man he knows his audience yes over he does on that yeah. queen podcast yeah man that's a constant much more than randy the two of them yeah, yeah, Randy's an idiot. He's not even close. <laughs> That's a thing. It's a, it gets under his skin. Randy's got a little bit of an issue there. Randy's ornery, I tell you. He's just an angry fella. Well, uh, you know, speaking of angry fellas, I think it was just on last week's uh, And the Podcast Will Rock. What did you refer to Mr. Kevin Brown as? Um, uh, My very oh, good friend. Uh, uh, a leprechaun? Uh, oh, what else? Oh, uh, but he, he had some choice words for the guy because I want to get to my little bone to pick with Mr. Morissette here. I'm going to punch him in the dick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So check this out, right, guys? That's on your macho that man? Show. That's your macho <laughs> man? My God, you got to work on that, buddy. Please. Oh, was it good? Oh, come yeah. on. I thought you were chunking your doctor for a second. That's it. That's my best macho man. Come on. What the fuck? That wasn't good? You got to work on it. Oh, you would practice. Oh, all right. Can you do maybe a Bret Hart or something? Who, who's your guy? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> That's how you do a macho man. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. I got to work on it. But anyway, no. So I thought I heard somewhere that you made some kind of illusionary comment that somehow Alex Van Halen didn't deserve songwriting credit about the same time they dumped Michael Anthony off. That wasn't me. Victor Kerr with his credits. But it wasn't you. You contend wasn't this wasn't you. Ooh, I'm telling you, you yeah. have provided no proof. Whatsoever well, you know what? that I ever said this. Are time stamps. Time is relevant. You know, is irrelevant. It's not. It's linear. You know, it's not linear. Time is not linear. So this timestamp idea that you wanted evidence or proof, I'm telling you, I heard it. It was on one of those shows, which oh, I, I, I'll give you, it was very informative. I loved the album Genesis, but I think as I was telling yeah. you when I was younger, when I was a kid, I couldn't yeah. really. I didn't really embrace it so much when it came out. You know, there was a different set of kids in the cafeteria that listened to Genesis. I could point to them and go, hey, yeah, that's a cool record. But we never really, yeah, we didn't hang out. I mean, we could talk once in a while, connect with those kids over Rush. But Genesis, yeah, when I was in high school, no, man. Like, other than MTV, yeah. It was Van Halen, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Def Leppard, all that other stuff for me. No, sure, not sure, Genesis. Yeah. So... I really appreciated your show, in fact, and the exploration. What was, uh, you go into your favorite track off of this latest Genesis record. Let's talk a little bit about what you guys just went through. Oh, uh, on Invisible Touch, you mean, or on Genesis? Uh, on Genesis. On Genesis, my favorite track? Jeez, yeah. Bob is right up there. Right. Uh, the, the the first track on there is pretty damn good. Uh, we talked a lot about, uh, well, we, I think we talked 45 minutes just on Mama. And you how did. treat that song is, yeah. that's what i'm saying right so yeah. tell me about that song for you because as i'm walking my dog and i'm listening to the podcast i'm right there with you guys i'm like yeah the way kevin was such a great knowledge of genesis right so what's the deal is he a really big deep fan of genesis more than you because you guys oh, yeah. seem pretty equal there no uh, he's more of uh, the uh, peter gabriel stuff like he's really into prog okay. uh, i wasn't the prog yeah, guy yeah. i was more kind of the, the pop sensibilities so that's we came up, uh, at this catalog from two different spectrums, right? Right. So the early Phil Collins stuff, I really kind of wasn't into because they're still very much in those prog roots. But when they kind of got more into, uh, you know, good songwriting, uh, in, in in starting with Genesis and starting with starting Mama, with this record, right? Yeah, yeah I much. love songs that that tell me a story, yeah. and like uh, there's another one on that record, Home by the Sea and Second ah. Home by the Sea. Where they're talking yes. about ghosts, uh, and it's just it's so phenomenally well done because the music and the lyrics and everything ties together and it does in mama too. And it's a really inappropriate song about, you know, wanting to get a prostitute to pretend to be your mother. It's really kind of fucking sick, but uh, the, just the, the way they, they present the song is so cool. You, you kind of forget about the dirty subtext to it and, and, and you kind of enjoy the song. Uh, and it was their biggest hit in the UK, right? Mama. Yeah, it was right up there. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, where, where, though, do you get this interpretation that it was him going to a prostitute? I mean, did they have they said that? Have they documented yes. that? They have. Yeah. OK, we, that is what it that, is. That is the one show I do research on. And we do okay. look up <laughs> yeah, everything else is just. <laughs> what was your yeah. description of the line? It's getting so hard. What were you saying that, that, that one of the best lines in that show? Oh, I can't. I'm so drunk at that point when I'm recording My those. My getting can't... so hard, Mama. Something's got to happen here. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> the line was so. That's what funny. he's thinking. Yeah, because it's because it's getting so hard. He's he's got to be right, sitting right. on his boner. Yeah. Right. 
right, that's it. Yeah. And Kevin's like, I don't think that's what it was about. <laughs> it might have been more about the guy's mental state and being able to hold on his grip to reality. But no, to you, it was the boner. That was just so fucking funny. So my point is, guys, these shows that Corey's doing, man, you're doing so many great shows. They're so diverse. There's so much more to Mr. CMPU than Van Halen, right? But shit. Now, how many Van Halen shows have you done? Oh, uh, we're well over a hundred now. Uh, I forget Hell the yeah. exact total, but we've got twenty-six songs left on the wheel, and we got some special songs or some special shows we got to sprinkle in there. Like we do rap, uh, album wrap-ups. Uh, we've done two now: "Fair Warning" and "Women and Children First. So as we finish off a, a, an album, uh, we'll do a live show with all of our patrons, which includes uh, Chaz and his Chazalytics. Will come on and <laughs> and we rank uh, the the songs on each album. We get some special guests like uh, Eric Senich from the Van Halen News Desk or Johnny Bean or. Uh, some of the different off- authors we've had on the show, like Steve Rosen, who wrote a great book called Tone Chaser on his uh, relationship yeah, with Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, that one recently. Yeah. Some revelations there, right? Yeah, some big time surprising ones too. Like when they kind of asked, who's your favorite singer? He's like, I didn't really like either of them. Like, ah, oh, that's right. kind of- <laughs> He's not a exactly. day guy or a Sammy guy. Yeah, he didn't like right. either. So that was kind of interesting. Well, you know what I thought was interesting too is that he had no fucking problem bringing a riff to Eddie. How come Mikey did? Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, exactly. Right. This guy. I see Mike's point of view too, where Mike's like, I'm I'm in a band with Eddie yeah. Van Halen. Yeah. It, I, I think I, I talked know. about it on the Van Halen show last week. It's like when Dave Grohl was in Nirvana. I'm not right. gonna give Kurt Cobain a set of lyrics, like fuck. Hey, did you just see, since we had that discussion, there's a video that has surfaced of Dave Grohl admitting that Kurt had listened to Alone and Easy Target and kissed him full on the lips when he heard it. I'm I like, was that. that a Fredo moment? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> no, I hope not. Oh. <laughs> I don't think so. I hope it was a blessing. But so there was, uh, there's a little more of the story, right? That yeah. maybe he wasn't as shy as we yeah. think. Because I mean, come on. You're sitting at me, con. Those guys were were laying on each other in the van. I mean, that's how close they all were in Nirvana. Yep. So why wouldn't Kurt know that he's writing songs and everything? So I don't know. I think that's malaki. It's me. Yeah, it's just me. Thinking this is a story, story that someone's making up there. Yeah. yeah, makes a good story. That's all. It does. But anyways, to, to and, go back to and your look, uh, where, look where Dave Grohl is now. I mean, I think he's surpassed Nirvana with uh, with Foo Fighters. Well, I don't know where he is right now. As long as he's not down on the interstate there at the rest stop, like those other guys that get busted all the time in L.A. You got to stay away from that shit when you're out there. I'm telling you. Anyway, I don't know where he is right now. I had a friend that ran into him at the Pasadena Playhouse in the restroom. Uh, so I don't want to get into it. It was a little personal private matter there, but they, they did bump into him at the Pasadena Playhouse. He was there with his kids and having a very nice time. Okay. Leave it at that. Wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. So, awkward. Keep going, Mr. Morset. Well, uh, to answer your earlier allegation, first of all, it didn't happen uh, until you provide me some sort of of proof that I said that. Because I've been uh, the biggest Alex Van Halen supporter on our show for well over a hundred, well over a hundred episodes now. And the two guests, my conundrum. This is why I hope you can understand. I was so confused. Here, here's what happened because you, you talked about a leprechaun earlier and I, I won't I won't call him out by name but he, he's a tiny little guy and he he has some some magic about him and I, I think maybe he said that because I think he maybe believes that and you just heard that maybe it came from my voice it was that maybe actually uh, the leprechaun that said it well all right and you know what I think because he's probably so far from the mic right what is he 411 four, four, uh, he four, claims 411 I say four two. 
Four two, jeez. Uh, yeah, okay, a- so that might have been it. He's so far from the mic; you it just sounded that. so different. So, because yeah, I, I could so. not understand. I think I said maybe he's a little drunk. Maybe maybe it's time for an intervention over there. Because you know this fucking guy, he's always in Va- Alex's corner. So I'm like, like I tell fuck? you, a little drunk is a little drunk. Excuse me, is is pretty probable. I was at that point, but no, I, I would never say that because. And I was listening to your tirade uh, on your show last time. Uh, where you uh, brought Mr. Schatz involved too, talking about, you know, if you write your drum pattern in a song, you're writing on the song. I agree 100%. Uh, he deserves publishing just for that reason alone, but it's been well documented by Eddie that Alex was the bridge between Eddie and Dave because mm-hmm. they're they're kind of fire and ice, right? So mm-hmm. Alex is mm-hmm. the lukewarm water in the middle, kind of bridging that gap and helping in the songwriting because Dave was all the lyrics, Eddie was the melody and all the all the music, right? So, you know, Alex was very vital in the songwriting process to Van Halen, actually. Yeah, well, dude, if you've ever, I mean, you're a songwriter. Well, you know, you you play drums, right? Correct me if I'm I, wrong. I, you're learning I try how to, play to the drums. yeah. Hobbyist okay. drummer, yeah. Well, Shatz here is a longtime drummer. And, you know, in the creative process, when you're trying to work with somebody to do original music and it's a guitarist and a drummer, you're fucking writing that song together. You are working it out. The, you know, the guitarist does something because I think we've had this discussion on your show too. There's to a certain extent, the guitar is a percussion instrument and it plays along with and complements what the drummer's doing. It can be very much a part of the back line as much as it can be up there doing a solo, right? And in more times, um, you know, that, that building process when you're writing a song, right? And you're getting that basic structure of the song down and it's guitar and drums doing it. Man, that's a total collaboration back and forth that is making parts fit. And then, and then, like something like, as Schatz was saying, Hot for Teacher or any of these other iconic drum songs, you know, they, they that becomes the part that is signature, that was written, that has to be played that way. Because if it's not, holy shit, they're going to be all over your ass, right? Yep. So that's where, that's just so frustrating just in general, right? In the music business that drummers aren't afforded that. Right, because how else do you fucking write drum music other than I mean, because shit, I don't know any guys. Chats, do you know notation? Do you do you write notation? I don't. I don't. I can read very very basically, but uh, I don't. I don't notate anything, uh, and I don't read sheet music when I play or when I learn how to uh, learn a song. Uh, no, but but to this point, um, you know, not everybody is Neil Peart or Alex Van Halen, you look at the majority of music, it's, you know, just boom, chit, boom, chit, boom, chit. It could be interchangeable with anybody. It could be a drum machine. And matter of fact, a lot of it now is drum machine. So this is why the, the drummer doesn't get songwriting credits because not everybody is Neil Peart and not everybody is Alex Van Halen or a couple of others uh, that I can name, John Bonham, um, and uh, but the majority, uh, the drums are kind of interchangeable. Did That's Neil one of our use... big things on the uh, on the Genesis show because Phil Collins is an amazing drummer. But yes, as we get, later, we get later in the catalog, Invisible Touch, they're using drum machines on like every song, and that's why Kevin, that album really bugs him because you got Phil Collins in your band, and he's not playing; it's all drum machine. And right. It's hmm. electronic, shitty sounding drums when he is playing, and it's. It's terrible. But I agree, I agree with you totally. They they don't get the credit they deserve. And one of the things, two of my shows, we have Joey Kramer for Aerosmith, who I think is an underrated drummer, and Phil Collins from Genesis, who's an underrated drummer. So we're trying to call out some, uh, you know, attention to, to those folks as well. 
Yeah, if you listen to, I mean, the the popular Genesis, uh, Phil Collins really lays back and he just does basic stuff because that's what pop music uh, calls for. But if you listen to the early Genesis and the and the um, Peter Gabriel Genesis, Phil Collins is an awesome drummer. Amazing, and he always and was. Listen to a song like Turn It On Again, where the band to this day still fight about what time signature it's in. Nobody's really quite sure <laughs> that the drums in that song are so cool. Yep. I Hell love that yes. song. That's what we're talking about here, right? So, you you know, distinct music. And I, I love how we're tying it right now into the drummers. Because, yes, now Neil Peart, my question was going to be, Shats, did he use notation? I don't think he did, did he? I No, I don't believe he did. Yeah. So and no. that's amazing, right? Because now think of the articulate, you know, drum parts that every Rush drummer who's a Neil Peart, you know, fanatic knows, right? You know that shit, hit for hit for hit, you know, and what wacky time yeah. signature comes where, and what friggin' you know polyrhythms are being played at what time by what appendage? Holy fuck! Yeah, I, well, it, it, that's the thing about music; it just gets ingrained in your brain, and um, and. You can call it up just like, just like a, a, a vocal uh, melody. You can remember the lyrics to you know a hundred different songs. Uh, I approach the drum part the same way. I, it's it's like a, a part of the melody for me, and I and I just remember it. Um, and I don't know how or why. I just do. You know, years and years of two hundred songs. Playing yeah, it over and over, yeah, right? yeah. Just fucking repetition. So that's you know, what it's you like have that game. It's like that game um, uh, where, where you where you press the the different colors in a certain order. What was that called? Simon. 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 It's it's kind of like Simon. You remember the patterns and and you know from start to finish, and it just it's like it's like intuitive. It just it just flows uh, when I'm playing a song. It's very cool, actually. For me, it's about as clumsy as playing whack-a-mole. That's why I uh, play guitar. Yes. <laughs> the, the thing I appreciated most about my journey and foray into the world of drumming was how much I love and adore the guitar. So <laughs> we're right back where we started. So Corey Morissette. I want to call you another. I I I I feel like okay. Uh, let me let me change my tone because I don't want to call you on the carpet here or, or 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 question your Canadian credentials. But now we do need to get to the topic of Rush because time is ticking by. You've told us so much about the Corey Morissette podcast universe, and thank you for that. We really do uh, hope everybody tunes in to all these shows. Every one of them has something really unique and different. Um, I personally right and now have. And we uh, we thank you um, immensely for including us and Rush Rash in in that um, grouping of of podcasts. We're we're very honored. I am very honored. Um, I know uh, uh, Chaz knows you a little longer than I do, but I I, I really want to thank you for inviting us into this. Oh, that's uh, I can't take credit for that. Uh, it's other forces that run the Deep Dive Podcast Network. But when uh, Chaz said, "Hey, we want to rip off your show." uh you know lock stock and barrel and do it on rush i thought that was a great idea because rush is the perfect band to do this kind of deep dive show on so i said absolutely go ahead uh, you know steal my show why not everybody else does kevin brown does uh, <laughs> 
We all do. And because it's a format that works, right? And so it's a great point, format. Sir, yeah. And that's what I wanted to discuss. So Rush is a band very much like Van Halen, distinct eras and periods, right? You can, some people like early Rush, some people like late Rush, some people very narrow one or two records, right? And certainly it does seem like they had a couple different singers with the way Getty kind of started out where he ended up 40 years later, right? In terms of his vocal range and his abilities over the years and how that shifted their musical direction bringing in synthesizers all that other shit right so where i wanted to question you uh uh sir uh with all due respect uh you are canadian no doubt a eh? and uh your your knowledge of rush is is you uh, you've broken a stereotype so you know people use cognitive you know, we use bias to kind of just shortcut things and move right along you're canadian you love rush that's like a long-standing bias You've broken that. So tell us. Yeah, I know you like Rush, but tell us why you're not a deep-seated Rush nut like every other Canadian I know. What's wrong with you? I wish I could give you a, a rationale behind it, but I can't. What's wrong with uh, you? So what was it? What were you uh, into maybe... that you were not into Rush? Okay, what's wrong with you? Up here in Canada, we have a thing called the CRTC, which is the Canadian okay. Radio and Telecommunications Council. Okay. And their entire purpose is to mandate that Canadian airwaves have enough Canadian content on them. So radio stations are forced to play like 30 to 40% of their playlist has to be Canadian. So to that end, we mm. got a lot of the same artists kind of shoved down our throats, played constantly. And Rush was one of them. So maybe I just got, I was just like, oh, man, Rush again. It was kind of the same thing with the tragically hit for me. I had to kind of get away from that oh, era wow. of listening to the radio. Much later in life, I got into the tragically hip a lot more. I'm like, oh, this is actually really good. And kind of the same with Rush. I actually was watching a, I, I love music documentaries. And one of my favorite music documentaries of all time is uh, Time Stand Still, uh, Rush yes. on their uh, final tour. It's yes. an amazing documentary. And yep. there's a, they, they did a series too on the uh, Snakes and Arrows tour where it's like five or six episodes just covering a different aspect of the tours. So they did Front of House one week. They did the Guitar Text one week. They did Lighting one week. Yeah. Uh, they did Video Production one week. Mm -hmm. Really mm -hmm. all-encompassing documentary as they're following Rush across Canada. That was also great. So I started getting into Rush a little bit more uh, then I still don't own a Rush record. I have Rush on my playlist now, and I'm listening to some music as I go. But uh, I'm just kind of dipping my toe in the Rush waters right now. If I had a Rush rash, I have this like splotchy part right there. Yeah, my elbow. walking little, little dry skin. That's what I'm saying. Little dry skin. That's, that's yeah. why we just a little dry the door. Skin. We let you walk right in because yeah, that's why Shats put the mask away. Like you know, he got the anal probe. That was enough. You know, we can see he's clearly, you know. Can just, I get that uh, again on the way out? Hey, you know what? And for an extra tip, she'll. Uh, okay, she'll, perfect. Yeah, we're not going to go there. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, so very, very light uh, affiliation with Rush here. Uh, I hear that. And I'm feeling you there. Um, Bruce Springsteen. I grew up in New Jersey. So, yeah, for me much later in life came around to the the brilliance of bruce right and the boss and i love him now but you know there were many years i didn't want to hear shit because he was i was the same way yes i was the same way bon i was jovi. not a bruce string yep bon jovi um, i had a pull i had a girl short me in gym class she came up and pulled my shorts down because i was wearing a bon jovi t-shirt so she just pulled my shorts down in front of the whole class because i was wearing a bon jovi t-shirt yeah that was we, the last time i did that you know some pornos start off that way I hope to, to <laughs> yeah. To well, guess happy what? When you're afflicted with the Irish curse in front of your gym class, it's not a great place to be. You know what I'm saying, Mr. Winky Winky? Yeah, anyway, I was in the pool. Wait, I was in the pool. Anyway, I'm gonna edit that shit out. All right, so. <laughs> uh, we, 
we have gotten to a place where we have addressed all these longstanding issues. Now, like your, like your show, we've got, you know, a Twitter feed now. And we're having interactions with our guests and all that stuff. But we've got you and you're a special guest. So tonight, I think we're going to just kind of forego what we normally do on our Twitter feed. But we do have, we're also following you on the news as well. And we've actually picked up a great new news source, which is rushisabandblog.com. Uh, and we're hoping to have them in here actually really soon. Uh, and, and it's really great because as we manifest, we say, well, we, we, we find something new. We say, boy, we'd love to have them in here soon. Boom, they appear. We have a great, great roster of people, guests coming up, and we've got all these great Rush tribute bands. They come in, they tell us their stories. It's all about the Rush community of connectedness, right? So that's the thing maybe that you missed out on in not listening to it growing up is that, you know, the the fanatics, the people who love Rush, like uh, the people we're normally treating here in the clinic. Holy shit. It's a worldwide global community. These are guys that'll fucking travel thousands of miles Without a fucking piece of equipment, go set up and play a whole fucking side of hemispheres or, you know, 2112 or all, you know, moving pictures. I mean, they they travel the world. They borrow equipment. They bring the music of Rush to life for the community. And so that's what we and we kind of found a little bit of a niche on top of your niche in terms of going out and now bringing these guys into this conversation and then having fun with the wheel and doing everything else that you do. But and and so normally I would forego the news, but we we have a little bit of a, a situation that we actually have to go to uh, to the, the the press room for here. We have a little uh, we we actually have a, a missing. Um, I don't know how to how to put this, Shats. How should we put this? The the whole uh, uh, how do you even pronounce the fucking thing? What X one the sing is a sing Cygnus Cygnus X one. So basically, Chaz, you're saying you lost the episode. I'm not saying I lost anything, you, so it's a fucking uh-huh. phenomenon here. Listen to me. Uh-huh. I'm telling you something. The song, right? Check it. It's about a fucking black hole. The guy fucking gets in his spaceship. He goes flying off into the black hole on purpose. I don't know. Do, do you know this song, Corey? I can't say I do, no. Okay. No, so this that's, is a, the that's weird a deep setup. cut. I, I wouldn't think Corey would know that one. Why don't you tell him really quick? Let, let's let's get Corey know what kind of song we're talking about here. Give him the, give him the quick So this the is... This, this this whole song is about a guy, a space traveler. He's flying through the galaxy on, on his ship called the Rocinante, and he is going to uh, explore the black hole of Cygnus X-1. And so that's through the, through the song, this is what he does. And he goes into the black hole and he gets lost in the black hole. And we don't know if he died or if he came out the other side. And it, you know, it's a very, it's a mystery. It's like a to be continued, which then gets continued on the next album, which is very cool. Um, but I won't tell you what happens, but uh, right now, um, the the explorer in the Rossinanti is lost in the black hole, and so Chaz is using that as an excuse <laughs> to say because you know what he flushed it or he deleted or you know Look. he's having this problem with uh, with this new Apple computer that I'm he's got. You, no, no, no. Yeah, I it's don't know. phenomenon. It's phenomenon that's happening here. So I don't know if it's like came out the rings around Uranus or what, but it went into a black hole and the episode is fucking gone. No. Cygnus X1, book one, The Voyage. We did all fucking episode. It has it disappeared. It was a great episode. It has disappeared. I did nothing. 
it's gone. And we talked about a lot. We talked about Getty Lee's got a new series coming up on Paramount Plus, right? That's right. Fucking real news. I mean, that show's coming. Yeah. It's not like we could, You're going to have to play that. You you have to play that uh, trailer again. Well, I mean, people need to, to hear that. Trailer. Okay, well, uh, here it is. Knock, knock. Anybody home? Welcome to a different kind of music show. I'm trying to show the world that a bass player can do many things. Absolutely. That covers all the bases. I feel like bass playing is so easy. Don't say that. <laughs> Join me, Getty Lee, singer and bass guitarist of the band Rush, Hello. as I travel to the homes of four bass legends and dive deep into their lives. Off we go. Wow, this is intense. I'm full of surprises, my friend. And their inspirations. Canning is a lot like playing the bass guitar. After you do a fine bass part, it's in the can. Plus some fun making music. Now that's effing magic. As I try to answer one really important question, are bass players human too? Yes, I believe so. <laughs> 14 years old, if I could have imagined the day when I'd be helping Getty Lee off with his coveralls, I would have myself. <laughs> Is this what they call good TV? <laughs> Getty Lee asks, are bass players human too? New docuseries streaming December 5th, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> So that fucking show is coming. It's here, right? So that's real. And then we got his yeah. My Effin' Book Tour. That's fucking happening. I mean, we can't, my we can't life. not let yeah. this episode... Th there was real news. So, like, this thing, this episode 10, Cygnus X1, Book 1, The Voyage Incident, okay? It's just been classified as eyes only for the time being. We're investigating the black hole phenomenon, don't know. The fucking episode is up there, it's out there, it's somewhere. It may eventually right. reappear, as we know, because there is a Cygnus X1 book what? Two. And what's that called? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Mr. Um, Rush fan. Yeah, what's right? Book Holy two shit. Called? Anyway. He comes back no is my idea. fucking point. It may not be the rings around Uranus. I don't know where he is, but that episode may reappear. But there was fucking news. There was real shit going on there. So uh, Schatz is going to be doing a meetup there in New York when uh, Mr. Getty Lee comes to do my effing uh, book tour, my, nice. my effing life. He's got a book out. Uh, when is that, Schatz? November 13th at the Dark Bullet? Yep. November okay. 13th, um, uh, Monday night. And we're going to meet up at the Dark Bullet, uh, say around six six thirty. Uh, I'm going to try to uh, to get a seat at the bar, and I'm going to put a rush rash pin or something on my person uh, so that people know who the hell I am. We talked and about we'll see. this. It's a it's a yeah. name tag. I'm the F and Shats. Oh right, right. Shats. I'm waiting for my I'm waiting for my uh, Danforth and Pape shirt. Oh, you're doing the same thing. You're doing the same thing that Morissette does, kind of hiding behind the, oh, I didn't say it. Oh, I, uh, oh, all right. <laughs> I don't remember. Whatever. Yes, Danforth and Pape um, are sponsors. And I'm glad that was a very nice segue into uh, our uh, now uh, going to the dispatches from Danforth and Pape. If you haven't seen the pictures that we're sharing out to our uh, Twitter feed, 
uh, or Facebook feed. You'll see them shortly, but they are the Ghost Rider shirts he's just come out with. You may have seen Steve wearing those in a couple of clips uh, that they shared out at Moving Pictures uh, Scotland at their website. But the Ghost Rider shirts, very popular based on Mr. Neil Peart's uh, book and song. Uh, so uh, just in time for Halloween, you will follow those uh, links if you want to check it out. And you got the holidays coming up as well. So what do we say, Shads? People should go update the wardrobes out at uh, Danforth and Paper What? Oh, absolutely. They have some really cool stuff, especially if you're into Rush. They have some really cool shirts. So, yeah, we don't got merch like they do over at Amp Podcast. We'll rock. We're not there yet. How long did that take you, Corey, to get to a place we had merch? Uh, probably show two. We had what? Work, so. <laughs> what? Fuck? Oh, well, uh, hey, we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to step it up, Chaz. Yeah. Another thing to do. Well, I'll tell you what, Paul over there at Danforth and Bay, maybe we'll get him on the line. He does a lot of these great shirts that are all based on Rush lyrics. They're all insider jokes. Danforth and Bay, the Facebook folks, go check them out. You know the drill. If it's good for them, it's good for us and all that good stuff. So, all right, Mr. Morissette, thank you for sitting with us there. We have a little game that we like to play with our guests, and it's called Chain Lightning. And I'm going to put a little song on in the background here as we get into this. But it's, uh, we're going to ask you a couple of silly questions. Now, knowing that you're not a huge Rush fan, mm -hmm. hoping that these questions are pedestrian enough that you can come up with something creative. This is, uh, we want to get you back into it because you've been sitting there a while. So now this is a part of your treatment. We're going to cure the little bit of a rash that you've got. That's with this. You know who Getty Lee is, obviously. Who? That's right. All I hear is the music. It's so loud. Who's this band, though? I like them. Was that too loud? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that's better. Is that better? That's better. All right, Getty who? That's perfect, Getty Lee. <laughs> so, if Getty Lee was to open a sandwich shop, if he was to open a sandwich shop, what do you think the number one seller would be? What would be the name of that sandwich? What would be the name of that sandwich? The sandwich that's the number one seller in Getty Lee's sandwich shop. Oh, you should, I didn't know there would be homework. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard one. Yeah. That's a hard one, you think? All right, Shats. Or see, Shats never gets to play. All right, Shats. Getty Lee walks in. Help me out here. I think that was a phone a friend. I think that we have to let some guests, depending on their level of rash, maybe phone a friend. Shats, that's why you're there. I'm trying to work out something yeah. with free will, because I would choose pastrami on right i don't know it seems like a natural for a sandwich shop right <laughs> well that's great think about the dialogue hey what do you have i will choose free will oh that's very good sir would you like fries with that you know i like that <laughs> that's good the it free works. will all yeah right. all right okay so Corey. now growing up you what what metal magazines did you read growing up we didn't have a lot of metal magazines up in saskatchewan if you could believe it so uh, really didn't get much of anything for metal magazines. Wow, shit. All right, no Kerrang? So no, no Kerrang? No hmm. uh, Cream? No, uh, no Cream. Metal Edge? Nope, no Metal Edge. High Voltage? Never heard of that one. Live Wire? Album. Another ACDC album. But no. Wow, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so no, wow. I guess that distribution up there, that magazine wholesale in Saskatchewan was not on for the great music magazines. All right. No, we got so, the well, National Enquirer up here. That was a big one. Oh, uh, of course. The dirty magazines you shipped up here, we had those. Yeah, you got all of them, of course. Yeah, you got extras. Of yeah, Shats, Shats saw piles of those in my whole place. He knows exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I used to have to research. It was research, Al. Yeah, yeah. Good reading in the bathroom. <laughs> that was holding up plants and everything else. That stuff was furniture. So anyway. All right. So you saw, in the 80s, you saw what Rush looked like with the flock yep. of seagulls hair and the big puffy, you know, jackets, right? So I want you to think, if you got Alex Lightfoot standing there with the, the big puffy hair, you got these big jackets, he's got his guitar... He's selling a product. He just wrote a jingle for some fucking product. What product would it be looking like that? And how come you chose that product? It's going to be a hairspray product for sure. Because <laughs> what I remember of Alex's hair uh, from back then, it it was pretty fucking big. Woo. So, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, hairspray. All right. That might have been leading the witness, but I think that was a good outcome. What do you think, Shats? Yeah, I accept Oh, yeah. That's a good answer. Aquanet right. or, uh, you know, one of those one of those products that uh, killed the ozone. Absolutely. Oh, there you go. He single-handedly right, killed the ozone with that hair. All right. Well, hey, look, we don't got much more time. We only got a couple. We got a minute left. Okay. So which Rush song title? And you might, Shats, you might have to jump in with him on this. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Which Rush song title sounds most like it could be the name of a quirky board game of any that you know? Hmm. Fountain of Lambda. No. Oh! <laughs> what a game that would be. Wow. Holy shit. How did I do? <laughs> that I was out of left field. Very good. That, that was great. All right. And so, Shats, you're yeah. going to have to help him with this. If Neil Peart. If he had a dance move named after him, what would that signature move look like? Oh, what a, what would it look like? Yeah, if it was a dance move, it was the Neil. It was the Peart. What does that look Peart. like? Come on, come on, Corey, you can chime uh, in. This is I. I got a vision already. What would it look like? The <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the thinking roll. in a big circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. On the next wedding I go to, I'll be like, hey, what are you doing? That's the peart. Doing the peart. Yeah. I thought it was the pert. The peart? No, the pert. All it's right, well, hey. That, that, was, that was our chain lightning round. Big round of applause, everybody, for Corey playing along. Not a big, not a big case of rush rash here, obviously. He's being a good sport, playing right along. So, Corey, at this point in the show, what we typically will do is we will go and ask, what are you itching to hear? If, you, if someone come up to you on the street and says, hey, look, inside my coat here, I got some rush. What are you looking to hear? What are you itching to hear? We're not done? Like, God, we've been on the air for an hour now. We're Ooh. still going to do a song? Oh, oh we're going through. <laughs> we're going in. We're going deep. I, I told you, he doesn't stop. He just doesn't stop. Fucking verbal diarrhea. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, I tell you, I, I, I kind of want to hear something from Clockwork Angels. Because, oh. Uh, uh, later, Russia, I'm, I'm really kind of digging right now. So uh, Clockwork Angels sounded good. And uh, I, I was thinking maybe one of the singles, maybe like uh, Caravan. Uh, okay. great. Lead, yeah. Leads off the album, strong song. We've discussed it before. No one's manifested, so that's what you're itching to hear. I like it. Mm -hmm. 
drink. That's a shot of McAllen. <laughs> now, wait, I guess the, the 12, what are we here? The 12 is the everyday, the 18 for a special occasion, and 25 if someone else is buying, right? If Terry so. Brown is buying it. <laughs> Shots, what do you got? What are you itching to hear? Well, uh, as long as we are uh, we're on Clockwork Angels, um, actually, let me go to not the time machine, not that, Snakes and Arrows, on the Snakes and Arrows album, Working Them Angels. I'd love to hear ah, that. That's a great song. That's one of my favorite okay. songs. Okay. Oh, uh, you see, we're doing that again. We're telegraphing. All right. Now, Morissette, let me ask you this. You guys, you don't definitely, you typically don't do that, right? You don't give it away. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Well, do you? With the manifesting, right? I guess we do kind of give it away. What do you mean, give it away? Like everything we do is. Well, like is spanked. I want to hear spanked because you don't want to hear spanked, right? So, right. I mean, typically that's. Yeah. <laughs> But we, there, there's no monkey business. Do you guys actually fix your wheel? Is that what you're alluding to here? What, no, what we'll fix nothing. Absolutely okay. not. Nothing's good, fixed. Good. I'm just asking. Keep, keep the integrity. Yeah. All right. All right. We, we, well, we've okay. ne- the only thing we've ever done was uh, we, we did a a, a mulligan uh, because uh, we brought on the David Lee Roth guys and we spun a Sammy song. And we thought, well, that's oops. just kind of weird. Oop. Yeah, uh, so. Oops. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Okay. We had to well, do a mulligan uh, <laughs> a few episodes ago. Hey, oh, oh, he didn't, he didn't hear that episode. You don't need to tell him that. Uh, How long did it take you to get to a mulligan? In, in your podcasting? Oh, in, yeah. It would have been 50s, 60s. It was a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. What were we, Shats? <laughs> uh, four, five. <laughs> we, we actually, I think we did a mulligan on the second podcast. No, it was it was it no why why not with the, the one the one they it came up that it was a um it was an early um um uh cover song oh we that did they had we released that free right. rush well we were working out the kinks in oh. our wheel right so I'm sure that happened right. right did you guys have some kinks in your wheels you're starting out like you know songs that shouldn't have been there uh we, we had we had a couple we had to add uh somebody uh, wrote in to our website and re- and recommended we put on uh crossing over which was a b-side from the balance sessions so we put that on the wheel and uh, a couple others that were requested uh kind of you know rare b-sides we, we kind of put on there but our wheel was weird i don't know about your weird uh wheel i know you what you already spun a couple of big hits haven't you already 10 episodes we have in, right out of the box not, yeah. we have yeah yeah and see we we got hot for teacher show three oh, and the, we were, oh wow you know, we, we went on a run of dave for like it seemed like 12 13 shows was all that's dave. right yeah, so that that was kind of our quirk was when are we ever going to get a Sammy song? Yeah, mm. uh, and and you guys are now wrapping it up, and you have a uh, you got a, a backlog, you got an inventory of Sammy songs. He may still come along right. and surprise everybody with his popularity, but with your audience, maybe uh, not so much. Huh? <laughs> it's not looking likely. No, <laughs> maybe there's the Dave bias over there in that crowd. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Hey Corey, how did you get Michael Anthony to do the the lead in? That's so cool. Is that actually um, him? That is actually him. That was just a cameo thing. He was doing a thing for charity where, uh, hey, if you make a donation to my charity, I'll record a thing. So I just contacted him and said, hey, would you do a uh, an intro for a podcast? He's like, absolutely. Van Halen podcast? Sure. So, oh, uh, nice. He uh, made a, a nice donation to the charity of his choice, and he recorded that for us. And uh, we're very thankful he did. 
Well, all right. So that well, dispels another myth. I was told that you was kind of holding him at fucking gunpoint. Somebody was going to punch him in the fucking dick. And he did it. And then you guys like took off. It was like a quick in and out Southern California day trip for you guys. No, no. You, you got to talk to Kamira about that. I'm Canadian. We're nice. Uh, up <laughs> there, right? <laughs> hey, hey, we watched that show with the guys, the boys in the trailer park with Mr. Alex Lifeson oh, yeah. likes to go on there very frequently. <laughs> used to at least. Yeah. Right. We know. I never did get into that show. Never did get. Into oh, that you know, with the with the bubbles and the drinking and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Good lord! There's, there's a few yeah. Canadian shows I never. Same thing, right? It's on all the time up here. So, we oh, you kidding me? Oh my god, that's like they 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 don't like Ted Lasso over in the UK, right? So, oh really? We're over there for the 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 finale, and we're like, how cool! We're in you know England, Ted Lasso finale. Nobody gives a shit. They're like Ted, who? <laughs> what? Like, go away! Go on, piss off! Fuck off. So anyway. Fucking wankers. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> That's the same thing Steve called me. Hold on a minute. <laughs> All right. So we are gonna how many times are we gonna shuffle tonight? Oh wait, wait, wait. I wanna hear animate. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm itching to hear animate. I just like it. Uh I was listening to some more uh, hyperkinetic uh, rush earlier, uh getting into back into a conversation with Mr. Minifisto, uh Scott uh, Monroe about the uh metal virtues of uh rush and started putting together a spotify playlist of the songs that i consider to be metal rush so that'll be coming we're going to provost uh, provide a link uh, uh with the show notes as this goes out but anyway uh, all that to say uh how many shots are we doing here tonight you gotta be you got another van halen show coming up after this so you gotta get juiced I know I, we got like 50 minutes to wrap this up the way Let's you're talking. It, I'm not sure we can do it. So, Oh, I think we can do it. You'd be surprised. We got it here. <laughs> you're going to have some McAllen right now. Okay. Well, I think we got to break out the 18. Let's do uh, oh, the 18. Uh, the 18. Then we, it's got to be, you know, you got to go easy on that because, you know, it's a little pricey. Uh, I'll say three shots. Two, three shots. There it goes. And now we spin the wheel. And round and round she goes, and where she stops. Who the fuck knows? Oh, show don't tell. Ah. Presto, 1989. Just the facts, chats. Well, let's see. Off the Presto album, yeah, their 13th studio. Poker face. No, this is where I was going before. We don't want to reveal a bias now. We got the song, Poker Face. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> Go neutral All right. here. So this is their 13th studio album. Okay. Presto. Oh, this is the uh, this is the first track on that album. Five minutes and one second. This was uh, produced by Rupert Hine. Huh. Interesting. Fuck yes, let's fucking party. I'm seeing here that uh, if we were to talk about, uh, so do off the top of your head, uh, Corey, you ever heard this song? Show, don't tell. I, I, I don't think so. Uh, okay. They're they're kind of moving away from like the synth period here, right? Were they getting into guitar? They're, and they're yeah. moving. Presto, they're, they're, they're into, I think, pretty much into the, the, uh, the synths. Pretty pretty deep in the synth, but there were some moments on this record where the guitar cut through. Okay. And he started coming back. Roll the bones is really where it started getting a little heavier again. Okay. And this was mm. a single, right? 
show. It was a single. It was a single. Yes. Mm -hmm. The theme of the song, uh, according to our friends at RushVault.com, is I've had it with your BS. You say in this confrontation fantasy. What? I've had it with your BS, you say in this confrontation fantasy. Okay. That's the line. That's probably the weirdest one I've seen on this so far. But okay. (laughs) I get it. I think. Yeah. Show me. Don't tell me. That's what it is. Show me. Yeah. In, uh, in this, oh, oh, you say in this confrontation fantasy. So the song is a confrontation fantasy. I'm a little slow. That's right. It's uh, it's like the New Hampshire theme song, right? Isn't that the show me state? <laughs> show you. Uh, no, nah, the show me state that's down on the Garden State Parkway, exit nine, that little rest area. The, the whole, <laughs> <laughs> that sign. <laughs> with a little hole in it ah, okay wait that wrong one sorry i, I digress jeez i'm besmirching new I, jersey I, i'm sure they don't I've have never, those up in saskatchewan i've never seen that sign i've traversed don't, don't the entire tell. garden state parkway i've never seen that sign <laughs> you've been out of the state too long Jess. I, I think that's it i think that's it and my mind is in the gutter firmly in the gutter it's because we got the van halen guy here tonight so i, I it's too that's much right. time listening to Van Halen growing up. That's my problem. Apologies. So this uh, this uh, this record was recorded at Le Studio, the famous Le Studio in Morin Heights, Quebec, ah. uh, between June and August of 1989, and it was uh, mixed uh, in London at Metropolis. Hot damn, and I'm sure there's a cavalcade of stars and names that we're familiar with, right? This was during the era when the organization was pretty stable, wasn't it? Uh, the Rush organization? Yeah, all the cast of characters that show up on their records. Uh, yeah, Bob Ludwig uh, yeah. mastered at Master Disc. Uh, yeah, no uh, new stories Ray here. Daniels, Hugh Syme did the art direction. Right. Um this was Russian, uh, full-blown, big band. They were huge at this point, right? 1989. Yeah. They were really yeah. huge in the arenas and that MTV. This was that commercial synth rush. Yep. Right. But this was the, the time when their their diehard early fans were kind of dropping off, myself included. Mm. Now, what was causing you to drop off? Was it the synthesizers? Because you said it wasn't the drums. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I just, you know, maybe it was my um, my life at the time. I, I stopped playing drums for a while. I, I started my business. I had a um, uh, I was married. I was just getting married. I had to think about that, the timeline. <laughs> uh, so I was new, newly married, starting a life, starting a business. And uh, the drums were taking a back seat, and I guess Rush also took a back seat. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't all that into it uh, during Presto and and what was the previous album? A show of hands. Oh, that's live. Hold your fire. Yeah, that's that's about when I started drifting away from from Rush, and and I hear a lot of people say the same thing um after after like moving pictures or uh signals they started dropping off Mm. yeah fair enough yeah i think i probably did the same after signals 
digital man. There were some that were like seminal on that work for me. But then after that, yeah, it'd been a few years and I had to come back to it. And so like Corey's saying now, uh, getting into the later years of Rush, right? And how the band had changed and become much heavier. I've spent a lot of time with Snakes and Arrows forward, quite frankly, even Vapor Trails, mm. right? So Corey, yep. kind of same place you are, right? Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, All right. Well, this is going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. Without further ado, let's do it. This is Show Don't Tell. Moody intro. I've heard this before. I know that riff. Excellent. I don't know where I picked that up from, but I'm like, fuck, I know that tune. I love this song. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. because it was a, it was the ty- the 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 first track and it was a, a single uh when this came out. So and it's pretty memorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, immediately I, I think rush when I hear that, right? Like absolutely moody, yeah. Moody, moody, yeah. yeah. That was great. Yeah. Signature. Yeah. One you probably couldn't have gotten away from you know, being forced down your throat. It was probably on in the background everywhere. Right. When it yeah. was when it was the single. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I scared the shit out of my guys in the band. I started playing this riff the other night. Uh, I was just fucking around, and the drummer looks at me like, no, no, no. gotten pretty far into it at this point we're a minute 35 in it has changed uh the ambiance of the song has changed three times at this point um mm-hmm. what do you think Corey? i i love this track and uh, lyrically uh, it kind of brings me back to the horse shit you tried pull pulling earlier Chaz, uh where you're trying to tell me things i said in a podcast but you won't show me like prove it fucker show me don't tell me <laughs> i'm not gonna take your word for it but i saw that's awesome hey look you know it was it's a appropriate problem. we spun this tonight you know it really what? is time stamps these things these are out of my control this is actually your guy has the time stamp i don't have a time stamp what hey you know there's a problem in the server room a little water got in i didn't fucking know it's computer about thing. it what am i going to do with Fuck, the computer you thing, know yeah. hey I, I i said it that's all that fucking matters it's my podcast i said it that's all well, i tell you what uh, <laughs> you know how that works the- I'm loving the production on this song. Like everything right? is nice and crisp and clean. The drums sound amazing. Like I love you to see these little like fucking bell hits and shit. Just, just kind of in a nice little dead spot on the, in the melody too, where you could really appreciate it too. And what Alex is doing on the guitar, 
it just fits so well. Like this song's a real banger. You know what? Yeah. And and Al was very good at doing that, just knowing exactly yeah. what the song needed, right? Tone master yeah. supreme. Yes. Yeah. Right. But yeah, how many times do you hear it goes all day long? Everyone knows everything and no one's ever wrong until later. Fuck, man. Talk about my LinkedIn world. I fucking hate looking at LinkedIn <laughs> just because of that shit, right? Yeah. So th- this song resonates with me. Yeah. Well, I'm and timely. You. Timely in 2023. That's everybody now. Everybody social media has given every idiot on the planet a platform to that's what i'm saying brother hey look at how stupid i am and they all have no problem screaming about it that's everybody Uh, knows everything and no one's ever wrong yep and who can you believe it's hard to play it safe but apart from a few good friends we don't take anything on faith until later there's profundity in this you know because as you said man that's fucking timeless that's that's our condition and you know what's interesting you're saying that with a canadian perspective it mirrors everything we got fucking going on lately oh 100 uh, things in canada have been uh, pretty bad and, yeah uh, maybe a little differently than our friends uh, south of the border but still mm-hmm. uh, you know we have a government that's uh, you know taking advantage of its people uh, kind of like mm-hmm. how uh, things politically were going in the states there for a while and now everything's kind of you know you're either right or you're wrong you're on one side or the other and there's no gray area anymore and we got the same thing up in canada now too yeah uh, you're <laughs> on one side or on the other side and it's li- little different issues but th- that line is still drawn there and it's where we used to be able to come together uh that is gone and it's just you're either this or you're this period you know it's it's like all over the world it seems like you you you're one side or the other everybody is split every country seems like it's split right down the middle mm-hmm. um it's really and i thought it was just us <laughs> but unfortunately uh, no yeah yeah unfortunately it's not but as we go along in this song i think we'll even get to more sentiment that totally echoes you know how i feel about today so let, let's keep moving Just a small point, going back to masterful use of synthesizer during the period, right? So as you were talking about on your Genesis podcast, right? There are very few bands that did it better than these guys, right? So in terms of just knowing how to use the synth tastefully so that it fits. It's like even now, it doesn't sound dated. It sounds like it belonged there. Yes, 100%. And that's some of my issue with earlier Genesis was Tony Banks, I, I equated it to him just exactly. jacking off over the keyboards. Like, Listen <laughs> yeah, to what I can do. Blah, you've blah, got blah. a colorful way of yeah. describing his ejaculate making its way into our ears. Yes. That's right. You're welcome, by the way. Ejaculate straight through. But yeah, this, yeah, and be, because it fits, it, it's not dated at all. And a lot of early Genesis right. is dated because of that. Yeah. It, yeah it's yeah. got to service the song. Yeah. And uh, the synthesizers here 100% service the song. Here they do. But what we have to realize as fans, and here's where I'm first to admit it, right? They had reached a level of perfection because I think there are going to be plenty of examples when we get into the catalog of where they were feeling it out with the synthesizers. And I don't know. Yeah, it was an experiment and it, you know, created something unique, but uh, uh, synthesizers. (laughs) That's all I'll say. All right.
Jesus Christ. Talk about mm. mirroring fucking today. Twisting perceptions of reality. Reality won't budge. You can raise objections. I'll be the judge and the jury. Give it due reflection. Watch from the fence. Give the jury direction based on evidence. I mean, you know, I'm just like seeing everything that we're kind of living through, at least here in the States. I the jury. This. I Fuck, the yeah. jury. That, that's the key mm -hmm. line, right? I I'm the jury. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's the world we in. I don't know if you guys ever talk about this Getty Lee fellow, but uh, he's kind of talented, and I'm really loving his vocal on this song. Isn't it there? This was really a sweet spot in terms of where his voice was. Yep, I was going to comment the same thing, Al. I know we've talked uh, at length about the changes in his voice. I think this is that era. We've talked about sweet spots in his bass playing and other things. I think this is yes. that period where his voice was really right where it needed to be. I think the the 80s were really a, a, a sweet spot for him in his vocals. Yeah, absolutely. This was the, the tail end of that. But yep. yeah, yeah, he's just he, he's not screechy, um, but but he's he's still getting up into a higher register, but it just sounds great. Yeah, I agree. run in there it was so reminiscent of oh sounds that robert plant's post zeppelin bands were making around that same time the great really effective use of the synthesizer with the guitar where they were complementary and not really competing with one another mm -hmm. to create that soundscape because i mean there are plenty of songs that go forward or in other you know on other albums where there was a lot of competition but this really seems like really like they had kind of perfected the formula. Yeah, and and playing off each other, um, yeah. where where it's not it's not really a wall Masterful. of sound where everybody is just you know playing all at once. It's it's a little this, a little that, and and they're all they're they're the sounds are just playing off each other. Uh, it's great. It, it reminds me a lot of how uh, Eddie and Alex Van Halen played together. Like there's just that comfort level that right you know one, one could be playing one thing the other could be playing a totally different thing and yet it all kind of works together and this time we have three guys doing that because all of a sudden mm -hmm. getty does a little bass run that doesn't really quite fit what the drums are doing but it does if, if that it makes sense right absolutely yeah. makes sense yes you're absolutely right these guys did approach music like brothers but you know to to the extent that they were so proficient like we just saw a video where they were talking about how uh, alex likes and would say you know neil didn't really play too much with us you know in his in his monitors he heard himself 
right? A little bit of me, a little bit of Getty, but he knew his parts. And so we all kind of played with him, right? So, you know, it's kind of interesting, that dynamic. And then you'd listen to him and he would say how, yes, he knows his parts, but what he would listen for were those cues coming from Getty or Al regarding where they were, where their timing was so that he could keep it all in sync. But it was like, nope, that was it. You know, what does a fucking metronome use to tell time, keep time? Chats. Neil Peart. There you go. <laughs> well, and I found that really interesting when I when I heard that. And I think that was uh, for their for their live performances, um, yeah. certainly not in the studio when they were creating oh. the music, because, you know, he had to be a part of the whole process. But live, he didn't need to hear the other guys. All he right. needed to do was hear himself and make sure he was playing his part correctly oh, yes. and getty and alex would just follow along because he was the he was the anchor oh, yes and and that's all they needed was to hear him and all he needed to do was hear himself that was really <laughs> remarkable I, I i wouldn't and i can't play like that i have to hear everybody else and and play along with the rest yes, of the band yeah yeah i need a full spectrum in the monitor yeah Listen to that. That's a bass playing for it. Holy shit. We talk about this guy getting Lee. We talk a lot oh. about that guy, Michael Anthony, but come on, this guy getting yeah. Lee. Holy shit, right? That is some tasty shit. He he plays the coolest riffs. And it, it, it's the, the the it's got a little anger to it. Like the, the theme of this song is kind of show don't tell, right? I'm yeah. the jury like you know prove it motherfucker type thing there's a little bit of that edge uh in the bass playing there he's kind of he's got a little stank on it if you will a little joe Perry there you go man yes mm -hmm. there, yeah. yeah i always kind of call it the throat of his because it's like it's like a growl there's a, just always like some kind of bite coming in yes if he's trying to get something yep. across yep talented fellow good to think oh yes Don't Tell Me, the mm. 2004 remaster of the 1989 Rush classic, really, at this point. Jeez, yeah. Especially with that being the single off the record. Um, so, man, yeah. Uh, there we are. Let's just get into this conversation, Corey. When we get down to it, you guys, you like to go upvote, downvote, right? What do you do? What do you guys say over on the Van Halen podcast? 
oh we ask is this what dreams are made of or are is the dream over yeah that's right so we did a similar thing over here and we decided to say hey man is this song living in the limelight or do we wish them well and so with what you heard tonight sir is this song living in the limelight or ah there he is all right tell us why is this why are we hearing this wonderful riff I got so happy when, when I heard that riff because it's like, ah. I know this song and I know I love this song. Like, coming in, I'm like, oh, we're going to get some fucking 10 minute proc thing, probably. That I'm about to try and- <laughs> that could have <laughs> happened. <laughs> I know, I know, right? But, but like, okay, well, 89, okay, well, I know that that's kind of, you know, uh, synthesizers, yes, but they're kind of getting more into guitar. So I, I think this might be up my alley. And then once I started hearing it, it's like, I don't know why I blocked it out of my memory. I think because much music played the video 2,000 times a day, maybe that was it. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Love everything about this. That riff is fucking great. Like Neil Peart. I don't know if you guys ever talk about him at all on your show, but he's a pretty decent drummer. That guy? He's he's, yeah. he's okay. Yeah, he's okay. He's okay. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Love his snare sound. Like we always talk about on the Van Halen show, Chaz, you know, uh, the Alex the Van Halen snap. snare sound. Yes. Yeah, we've yes. got a great whip crack snare on, on this song here too. And then getty killing it on the bass i love the story they were telling i love how they're kind of switching between like first person and third person view from the narrator here like you, you can't go wrong with neil peart lyrics at all and he had some great lines in this one too and i love that it was it kind of fit the theme of the show of uh you know Chaz in his bullshit uh trying ah, to there you go me <laughs> my, what are you talking about here? it's not so happy <laughs> so happy so happy we spun this tonight that's a fantastic song and uh Man, I'm going to go pick up Presto now. I got to find out yeah. now. Love that song. Oh, man. Well, that's it. Corey's got a vinyl bug. Everything he does, though, is like a vinyl bug. Yep. You can't get it in his town. We're looking for it for him out here. He's got his that's agents right. of the CMPU out there. Going that's right. In the racks at the independent record dealers here. We got a few in Fort Collins that know me now and know that I'm looking for Van Halen. Uh, so, you know. I'm Still need a different looking. kind of truth uh, if you're uh... – contacts can come up with a copy for me come on right that would be great I, i'd probably hold on to it if i could find it fuck yeah <laughs> i mean shit yeah that that's one and then this whole controversy about dave being the one yeah. who's holding it up come on man one yeah, of the best much... records of his whole career i know right and it, it, it does a lot of things he does nowadays makes no sense Dude, this is just it's, another it's, one it's... It's the concentration of THC in his morning coffee. I think it's there just, you, you know, there's something going on with Dave that we're just all watching. We're all spectators. What's what's the line from Rush? Uh, we're uh, from uh, uh, we're all just. Um, uh, oh, damn. Come on, Chats, Help me out. Uh, uh, beyond the Gilded Cage. Uh, oh, we each. uh all the world's a stage and we are merely players, uh, performers and mm. portrayers, each another's audience inside the gilded cage. David Lee Roth in that fucking gilded cage of his out in Pasadena. Uh, anyway, <laughs> story for another day. Yeah. So, uh, Shats, where are you? I at? don't know that he was. Uh, I don't know that he was ever kind of right in the head. He was always, <laughs> That's a good point. He was always point. a whack job. Yeah, you know what? What was he? The the the, the leader of the immoral majority, right? Come on, he's right. my first fucking babysitter, man. Let's be real, dude. That's what, that's what I tell my kids. Like, you want to know where Daddy got a sense of humor? Pull my finger and go watch some Van Halen. There you go. Thanks very much. So you know, chats. So, I'm pulling your yes. finger, man. Is it is it living in the limelight, or are we wishing them well? Do you got your dude wipes handy? Hold on, maybe uh, I don't want to pull your finger. Hold on. Hey, no, hey, we we are not mentioning that um, candy flavored sanitary dude wipes product. For Halloween? 
No, anymore. We're not mentioning those. We are not mentioning the candy them corn anymore. Flavored dude wipes. They no? showed okay. us no love. Okay. All right. So, so uh, I'll pull your finger. Yeah. What do you got? What? 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 Where you at? This. Oh, come on, come on. How? How? How do you even have I to ask? I gotta ask. ask. Uh, you see, uh, I'm hiding behind song, my, my windscreen here. Uh, you know. Play. Play the song, Chaz. All right. This lives playing, in the limelight. Why is it in the limelight for you? The drums were thin. Getty was all kind of what? The way it. No, the way Wait, it starts. And and how it it goes from halftime during the verse, and then it kind of transitions to halftime into um, uh, eighth note uh, beat, and then it goes into the the straight four four in the uh, in the chorus. There's that that transition, boom, 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 boom. And then it just goes into the chorus in the boom, dot, boom, dot. Well, doom. with what and you're doing there, just you great. summon the fucking monkey. The fucking monkey is beating the drums here, Shats. What was the fucking BPM <laughs> on this song? Guess. Uh, so this is another game we play, Corey. So yeah. he's a drummer. You're a drummer. You can both participate. The monkey's going fucking ape shit now. He's got two of you. <laughs> what was the BPM on this song? Uh, 130. Okay, 130. Corey, what do you got? I'm going to play Prices Right and say 129. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I did that the wrong way. No, I, I, 130 sounded good to me. I, I'll, I'll say 120. Just okay, so with all of the fucking changes that Shats was talking about, bada bing, bada boom, 116. No! Yeah, buddy. Really? Yeah, how we long have you been playing over. drums? Yeah. Uh, right. How long have you been all playing right. Rush? I'm sorry, but I asked that question. <laughs> I asked it too late. I never played this song. Okay. But even sorry. still, I I I should not be that off. Uh, I'm I am remiss. I'm gonna go flog myself. You're gonna have to go check that one out. Maybe you need to do a little. See, Corey, he's not a homework guy. He won't go research this shit and come back. So timestamps, other things, facts. Look, facts, figures. We are not political on this show. We are not correct on this show. There's a couple things you gotta fucking understand about us over here. You know, we don't give a shit about facts, figures, opinions. We're two fans who fucking like Rush to one degree or another. We all got a rash over here. But, you know, facts, figures, if anything we learn from you guys over on there on these other shows that, hey, we got a microphone and we got an opinion and fuck the rest of it. Who cares? Just be fans. this is the world we're living in. Just be fans. That's all you owe anybody. Uh, yeah, facts and all that shit doesn't matter. And so nah. many people, early on especially, uh, raking us over the coals. Oh, you got this wrong. You got this wrong. I don't give a shit. I, I just yeah, want to listen to Van Halen with my friends. Yeah, and, that's and it. Now that's right. My my rash is is spreading as we speak. This Ooh, mission oh, nice. fucking accomplished. So we hey, have done our point, job. At this point, we're normally calling uh, Loki Corey and to say, "Hey, tell us about all these fucking shows." So why don't you call Lori uh, Corey? Co yeah, why don't you call <laughs> Loki Corey in here tonight? I'm Gesundheit. all fucked, I'm all fucked up. You want me to do it live here? No, I, I want. Here. Oh, you're gonna do it. I wasn't gonna impose on you for that. I was just gonna oh, have no. you introduced. But you want to go ahead and do the pod roll? Holy shit! Oh, that would this be awesome. This is a monumental occasion. If you yeah. want to so grace us, wow. Let's let's give it a go. And everybody, please go check out our friends at the Deep Dive Podcast Network, www.deepdivepodcastnetwork.com, including such shows as Backtrack's Aerosmith Revisited, featuring myself and Scott Haskin. Backtrack's theme music, featuring myself and John Mariano. And the podcast will rocked myself with Mark Kamire 
And finally, the Ultimate Catalog Clash featuring myself and Kevin Brown. Also, Kevin hosts a show called The Tom Petty Project and the show Seaside Pod Review, talking all things Queen with his buddy Randy Wood. Next, we have Scott Haskin at Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast, Nate and John at the Deep, uh, Deep Purple Podcast, the Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered, Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side. Rumor has it he's going to be coming out with some new episodes soon. Can't wait for that. Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Paul Joan David at In the Lap of the Pods, another Queen podcast. They're going to be wrapping up at the end of the year, so check them out while you can. Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge, talking all things Hawkwind. Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie podcast. Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priest cast. Clay and Rye at North by South podcast. That's a Canadian music versus American music podcast. So they'll be playing some Russia on that one too. You should check that I out. I want to get into that one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so you met with these guys, you know these guys? I don't know them uh, well. Uh, I know I like their, their podcast. So okay. yeah, I'm, I'm kind of itching to get on that one too. We got some good Canadian bands, I think, that would... Uh, you know, yeah, there's give some you, interesting give you yanks uh, a run for your money. I think you might. <laughs> All right. We also have Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What? That's the Megadeth Show. Quitting it and Volume for All. Savnick, Stephen Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast. Uh, some dude named Chaz uh, and Greg at Regarding Lulu. And Chaz and Wolfie at Regarding Roger. Not Roger Whitaker. Uh, I was disappointed to hear, but Roger Waters. So we did have go. Roger Roger Whitaker made an appearance. We we brought some music in. We discussed oh, that yeah. as perhaps the next, you know, season three. So we never know. Here's hoping. And those are all the shows you can find on the Deep Dive Podcast Network. Woo! Now you've awesome. got some personal favorites that you like to add to that list that we never like to discriminate against because we like oh, those okay. shows too. Yes, well, I, I got a whole bunch. Uh, the big one is uh, Pod of Thunder. That's the uh, they start off as a kids uh, podcast. Uh, they've now uh, covered every song Kiss ever did, and they're just doing uh, uh, listener requests at this point. Ten years running. Shows. Ten years running. <laughs> wow. Over five hundred episodes uh, from the boys at Pod of Thunder. So go check them out. They are and always will be the recognized symbol of excellence uh, in rock and roll podcasting. So I like throwing them a bone. And of course, uh, Eric Senich is another one at uh, the Van Halen News Desk and his own show, Booked on Rock. He brings in a bunch of authors talking about rock books. I love rock documentaries. I love rock books. Uh, he's talked to all the big authors there. And uh, we'll throw a special shout out to our friends, uh, Sean Geek and Fast Fret at the Sean Geek Fast Fret podcast. Hell yes. Sean McGinnity is going to be on our next episode of the uh, Van Halen show coming up in just, oh, 23 minutes. So I'm looking forward to that. I will have to pester you from the cheap seats. Please do. We always enjoy it when you do. Yes. All right. Well, thank well, you, hey, Corey. We almost let him get out of here without. Oh, you're hearing the Price is Right song creeping in right now. So oh, it's do you a do thing this too? over there. We do that too. Oh, so wow. you okay. love it. You know it. So at this point, song came out. What? 1989, Chats? Uh huh. The Presto album. It was the lead single from the fucking album. How many times did Rush scratch this itch live? How many times did they play it? Did they play it at all? Who the fuck knows? I know. They, you know, it was a single, so it, it they had uh, to play it, and I okay. think they played it every tour. Maybe not every tour. Okay. Um, I think they played it at R forty because, you know, it was a whole uh, chronological reverse, uh, and and so they had to hit every every album big big um, song big yeah right sure yeah so so yeah. definitely they played it on our r40 uh certainly r30 uh they played it this whole tour uh so i'm gonna say 
they played it 175 times. Wow, 175 times. That's your guess. Closest to the pin without going over. 175. Okay, how? Oh, I can't ask you how long you've been playing drums. How how long you been? Okay, no, I can't. That's not appropriate. Corey. Corey. uh, All right, so they toured uh, extensively uh, with this album and after it for quite a few years. uh, Up until what? Chats 2016? 2015 2015 so with a bit of a hiatus in between they weren't touring every year like uh you know some other bands do more than van halen so (laughs) to give you some context and this was a lead single off the song and there really wasn't much else released off of that album in fact no Um, there really wasn't no so what do you what do you what do you think closest to the pin without going over I tell you what, uh, in my experience playing this game, a lot of people usually tend to guess high. So I'm going to guess low. Uh, I understand it was a it was a big single in Canada. I don't know if it charted anywhere. Uh, I'm not even sure if it charted in Canada, but the video was everywhere. Uh, so I don't know if it was a, a biggest song in 89 elsewhere in like North America and the world as it was uh, in Canada. So I'm going to guess, I'm going to say 95 times. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, I think I'm going to have to guess. Uh, My guess is going to be 220 times. Let's see. Closest to the pin without going over. Oh, you hear the fucking sirens. I win again. This is fucking great. 221 times they played this song live in concert. (laughs) Woo. You see what I mean? This is great. I love this game. What a fucking great game. Oh, man. So, yeah, 221 times. But here's what's interesting. So first time, February 17th, 1990. That must have been when they were kicking off the tour. Shots, yeah. you were thinking up until kind of R40, which was what? That was uh, 2015. 2015. Last show. So uh, when do you think the last time they played the song was? Well, it was August of 2015. At, okay, uh, so that's what you think. Guess the what? The LA Forum or Ingle, Ingle, Inglewood? It didn't quite have the legs that you would think, because this, to me, such a signature riff that that to me is not just a single one guy in Rush riff. That's a fucking Rush riff. They're all in on that, right? Every part of that, the drums, the bass, the guitar, punching you in the face, right? So, so signature, like the big smile on his face when it lit up. They only played this until 94. They didn't play it live after that. No kidding. No shit. So they, they did not play it at R40 times in three years. So they played wow. it on one tour. Yeah. Mm. And it was still 200 times on one tour. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Big tour. 221 times. Wow. That was a big tour. Time. Yeah. Yeah. That's when they were so huge. They were probably doing all those arenas. Right. And so it's probably multiple dates within each city at that point too. Right. Yeah. Cause they were huge. Yeah. So I believe it. Yeah, and it was probably a big world tour as well, right? Yeah, this one, this song hit number sixteen on the Billboard 200. Okay, so, so that's, uh, that's, that's pretty pretty yeah. far up there. When it, yeah. it hit twenty seven on the UK album chart, it doesn't say anything about the Canadian Billboard for some reason. I don't know why. They usually do list that, yeah. and it went gold by January uh, of nineteen ninety. So uh, uh, pretty quick. Well, there you have it. So, yeah, I mean, just really interesting. You know, I think it's one of those situations where it's a great signature song. Everybody knows it, but goddamn, they got so many others. And at a certain point, right toward the end, they were playing like three hour shows, weren't they? Yeah. 
Yeah, and they didn't have a, uh, after a while, they didn't have a supporting act either. Yeah. They didn't need it. Right. All right. Well, hey, Mr. Morissette, the applause. You hear the crowd going nuts. Thank you so much for gracing us here with your presence. You made it through your course, your treatment, your regimen. It looks like you're going to be just <laughs> fine. In fact, the rush looks like it's spreading very well. Looks like it's going to be a little more of a breakout than we had anticipated. So we're very, very happy to see that you will be itching and scratching going forward from here. Our job is done. Yes, and thank you very much for having me on the show. Uh, hey. Big fans. Big. Uh, I'm a big fan of all that you guys are doing here, and I think Rush is a perfect band to do a deep dive podcast on. So I was very excited when Chad said you guys were taking this on and uh, really looking forward to, to going on this journey with you. Like I said, a lot of these are going to be first-time listens for me. So I'm going to kind of... I'm going to discover Rush uh, along with your podcast. So that's kind of exciting for me. So All right. Well, as, you, oh, as, a little awesome. bit of, as a little bit of space in your calendar frees up over the next year, as you start bowing out of one show and into another, the door is always open and the seat is always warm. And hopefully you'll work your way into our containment unit and it'll be a fucking mess and you'll get to smell the haggis and everything else that's in there. It's a fucking disaster. <laughs> Sounds but, great. you know, that's where you end up when the shit spreads to the extent that you got to be there right so hey thank you so much we really appreciate it is there anything you want to promote in particular how can people uh get a hold of you one more time other than that great pod roll you gave us that the mainstay show and the podcast will rock which you're off to do right now yep uh 16 minutes from now we'll be recording a new episode and we have a patreon over there if you want to come uh join the show uh join the patreon you get to listen to you lurk along as we record the episodes. You get to be a guest on, on the occasional show. You get to do the album wrap-up shows with us and uh, join our Discord and, and chat Van Halen with, with a bunch of like-minded fans. So uh, I would say I would plug that if you're interested in that. Check it out. Uh, Patreon.com slash podcast will rock. And we're we're around on uh, pretty much uh, every uh, social media platform, I think. Uh, Mark takes care of all those now, so uh, people don't bother me too much, which is nice, except Chaz calls me up all the fucking time for this all the time yeah <laughs> I, I have another free date in uh, 2026 so uh, if you're still doing the show in 2026 <laughs> uh, i'll be there um all right put that we'll down on you. the calendar chat all right That's i'm right. doing a zoom invite right now yes uh, we'll get mr <laughs> kamaya in here as well and maybe get some tag demon going on i know there's some kind of johnny and Chachi story in the background there which there's gotta be there's gotta be we're gonna dive deep so yeah, thank you so much. And uh, hey, everybody, you all made it. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you being with us. Shats, as always. We'll see you again. You got it, it's buddy. It's been a pl pleasure. Then, that's it. Let's tell everybody. They got to go scratch. Yeah, you got an itch. Go scratch. Listen to the podcast. Rush, scratch rush. that itch. Peace out. <laughs> rush, rush. Thank you. Thank you very much.